Welcome to Offbeat Inklings Podcast. I am not Seth Colgrove, although he is here, but he's passed duties to me. And this is our Oscar prediction show, where we can look forward to uh, not just uh, seeing overrated movies uh, get uh, awards, but we also can listen to several political statements, I'm sure, throughout the so today on a today's show, we're going to be running through the nominations uh, for Sunday night show and uh, giving our predictions what should win, what probably will win, uh, maybe even what we wish win. Uh, and so today I am joined by, but not uh, but not leading our podcast, is Seth Colgrove. Hello, hello. And Keaton Weiss over here. Yes, good I'm to Justin be Van Voris. <laughs> I immediately just talk over you. <laughs> I'm Justin Van Voris. And uh, so today, uh, I guess we'll be going through the nominees uh, and giving our little opinions on them. Uh, and so I think we're going to start with uh, writing best screenplay, uh, best original screenplay. Is that correct? That's yes. Correct. Yeah. So these are this is just our little uh, show here. Get you ready for your Oscar pool, so you don't uh, make any bets uh, without uh, hearing from the experts first. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I guess I will start with this first one. Uh, so uh, the first one is for best original screenplay, and the nominees are Hell or High Water uh, by Taylor Sheridan, La La Land by Damien Chazelle, The Lobster by Yorgis Lathamus, uh, Manchester by the Sea by Kenneth Lagergan, and 20th Century Women by Me- uh, Mike Mills. I was going to say Meek Mills. Um, <laughs> I-, I mean, I would prefer personally for Manchester by the Sea to get it because I think that is a uh, a fantastic and original uh, screenplay with uh, a lot of great real characters, which we'll talk more about this movie later on. But... Um, and just great dialogue. Uh, having said that, um, I honestly think that the uh, they might pull a little switch here and give it to Hell or High Water, uh, just for the fact that that has just become such a uh, kind of a, a popular uh, indie movie. Um, so I think that I would like Manchester by the uh, by the seat again, uh, but I think they're actually going to give it to Hell or High Water and not La La Land. That's an interesting take on it. I think it's a two-film race between La La Land and Manchester by the Sea. Um, This was really one of the only awards during the Golden Globes that I really kind of felt strongly about. I thought, especially considering that La La Land is sure to rack up big-time awards, uh, I don't see a need to give this a screenplay Oscar, especially since Damien Chazelle is favored in the director category. Um... That's one reason why I don't think it should get it. The other reason is I think, even though I do like La La Land, Manchester by the Sea is just a far better screenplay. And Manchester by the Sea is really a screenplay-driven film. It doesn't have these, you know, great set pieces and musical numbers. Uh, It's really driven by uh, the words on the page. And uh, Kenneth Lonergan is just a a wonderful writer, uh, and it'd be great to see him get it. I think Manchester by the Sea is going to win uh this award here so i'm gonna pick uh kenneth lonergan for manchester by the sea for the win and i think it will be well deserved yeah i certainly hope manchester by the sea wins and for the reasons that you just explained and 
Yeah, La La Land with the huge praise it's garnered and a lot of it's um, not justly received. I think of all the categories, this is probably the one that at least, well, maybe costumes <laughs> as screen junkies with. Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're just wearing regular clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but screenplay, I mean, we picked apart some of the weaknesses in that film and they all fall within the screenplay and the storytelling there so i hope it doesn't win but i i'm almost on justin's side where i have this sort of gut feeling that hell or high water might make a surprise come through because like he said it's been receiving a lot of notice as being like one of last year's really good indie films i mean me and keaton we both felt like um a little underwhelmed by it, but it was still good. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I hope Manchester, but I'm thinking Hell or High Water might take it. Yeah, just one more thing about La La Land, uh, Keaton. You're right. Is that that is a more of a scream? Uh, not the it's the least screenplay driven film on the list here, um, because they didn't even obviously Damien Chazelle did not write any of the songs in the movie, and they were mm. written after this movie was sold, after the screenplay was sold. So the movie was the movie was uh, sold based on just the script where you know you probably just had song they dance <laughs> song here and then oh, and then they wrote those songs afterwards um so yeah so i i would say that uh yeah i would i would agree with Keaton that this is that that's the least uh screenplay um centric uh film uh nominated therefore it should not win having said that it'll probably win Mm. Well, you taking Hell or High Water? You taking La La Land? Well, here's the thing. I, I, I just really forgot that. Um, are we uh, for the Oscar pool? Does that mean that I, if I have a, I, I have to make yes, a choice now? Yes, you have now. to pick it. If you say it tonight, you got to pick it. But don't I get oh, one? I was afraid you might say that. Yeah, but I get one. Yeah, you get the one. You get the one audible. Okay. Well, I'm you know I'm gonna go with Hell or High Water. Okay. Well, speaking. With- of, oh, great. And speaking of one, this is one of about twenty four categories. So we want to move this along. All right. Yeah, very good. All right. So he gave the picks. All right. Very good. Nicely done. All right. So uh, writing adapted screenplays, the next one with the nominees being Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. And I'll just jump right in and say that I think Moonlight will probably take this. I thought that that they adapted a stage play to cinema in a really interesting, compelling and artistic way. And I haven't seen many of these, but from what I hear about fences, it's basically like watching a play. So I am a little adverse to that winning, but I hate to be a fence hater, but (laughs) I haven't seen it. (laughs) I have a lot of, yeah. What do you guys think? That's right. Well, yeah, you have to. You have to see it. Therefore, I cannot respect your opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll take Moonlight as well. I think that's a pretty safe bet here. The only film that I think has any chance at all at upsetting in this category would be Arrival. Um, but I think Moonlight has it locked up. I'm kind of divided over what I think should win. It would be between Arrival and Fences. I mean, I loved Fences, um, but it, it does seem a bit odd to give an award. Uh, to a writer who uh, has been dead for 12 years and for a script that he wrote uh, over 30 years ago. 
Um, so, you know, I mean, I think Fences is the strongest piece of writing in this category, but uh, at the same time, to give it an award, uh, you know, to give it an Oscar in 2017 seems a bit odd. I certainly wouldn't be opposed to it if it happened. I think Arrival is a is a really ambitious script that I respect a great deal. I think it could have been a little better, but uh, certainly uh, dig both those movies. Um, wasn't a big fan of Moonlight, uh, but I do think uh, it is the far and away favorite for this award. I think it's a pretty safe pick. Um. I I I, th- I would say yeah I think it would come down to Moonlight and uh, and uh, Arrival I'm gonna go with Moonlight uh, as well but I would like to point out I I still do not get the the um the qualifications for this category well not the qualifications the the judging of this category because is it just a screenplay that it's in this category just because it's based no, on No, I don't think work? we we did this last year. I know where you're getting. I don't think it's about loyalty to the subject. Right. To it the just happens it material. just happens to be based on source material. Correct. And the you know, the interesting thing about this category is the Writers Guild Award uh, gave best original screenplay to Moonlight. Moonlight was actually nominated at the WGA for original screenplay, lumped in there with La La Land and Manchester by the Sea, which is strange, and it's even more strange to me that it won uh, mm-hmm. in that category. But uh, so I don't really know how that happened. But well, that, you know, that's a little interesting note. It might be because this it keeps first of all, if you notice in the credits of that movie, which I stayed for. I think we stayed for most of them. I saw that with Seth. They do not actually say in the credits of that movie that this is based on a play because it was a play that was uh, done at some college in Florida. This is, it was never like in a – they never like – this is not like a like a Broadway or an off-Broadway sure, of play yeah. or anything like that. This was basically like in a festival at, right. in a, at a college in Florida that then you know became a screenplay. And so they might not even thought that it was, you know, the uh, the source material. Um, uh, right, the source they, material wasn't uh, didn't have the notoriety. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's listed as based on a play, like on the IMDb page, but in the actual credits of the movie, does not say anything about it being based on a play. Oh, nice, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, next on our list is visual effects, and the nominees for visual effects are Deepwater Horizon. Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Mm. Uh, I have been a huge advocate for The Jungle Book all year. Uh, When we did our show uh, in, I guess, June or July, picking our best movies uh, for the first half of the year, this was on that list. It was on my top ten list, and one of the reasons why, it's because it's the first movie in a while that really made me appreciate visual effects. Um, And so I got to take this to win, uh, and uh, I didn't see any other uh, films on this list, but The Jungle Book uh, just had remarkable visual effects. Yeah. And so I think it will be a well-deserved win, and I, I think that is what I'm going to pick to uh, take this award. Yeah, I'd be shocked if that loses because, I mean, that is a movie where um, if you did not know how they made that movie, uh, you would have uh, you you would never have noticed that that was everything in that movie was obviously the animals uh, obviously the animals talk but still like but it's not just the animals it's the like environment and everything and the average person 
uh, well, that would have totally gone over a person's head that that was all created digitally. So it was uh, actually quite amazing. So I would be shocked if that loses. Yeah, definitely raised the bar and certainly deserves it. I will say quickly that although Doctor Strange was a little bit generic and not the best of Marvel movies we've seen, I did find its visual effects and just visual style really stimulating and fun. So I, I, I'm glad that it was acknowledged in the category. All right, I guess we'll be moving on. So, Justin, you're up, I guess. So, our next award Sa- is we, sound mixing. We're, we're doing sound mixing. We're actually doing yeah. sound mixing. All right. Yeah, it's going to be brief, but you know, you sound we, we, we got to cover all our bases. Yeah. Um. And see, this is where it gets tough. Uh. Because I mean, here's I think we're just these sound technical awards. They're just going to give it to La La Land. Because okay, uh, well, why don't you read the? Uh, you know, oh we, yeah, that's why don't we do uh, sorry, sorry. I was sorry. I was supposed to read this. Um, sound mixing. The uh, the nominees are Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Thirteen Hours, and Rogue One. It just it seems that whatever if the best picture is nominated in any of the technical categories like special effects or sound editing such as this they always tend to give it to the favorite for best picture it always seems to go in line with whatever best picture uh it's going to be so for example so you're saying 13 hours right exactly <laughs> like oh i can't believe this movie actually got nominated uh, but uh but yeah whatever um yeah no i think if la la land is the favorite to be best picture, then it's going to win in all these little technical categories. So I think that uh, it's going to win in sound mixing uh, and shocker. Obviously, I think next that's going to win in sound editing as well. I think that would be very inappropriate because the amount of expertise required in the sound department is so much higher for something like a Star Wars movie and sound mixing I'm impartial to because it's a little less creative than say sound editing but I think sure for La La Land I don't uh, I am I don't really care that much as but I think like I imagine I think of war movies and sci-fi action films is requiring a lot more work and a lot more expertise so if La La Land does win I will be disappointed don't want to ruin your evening with the yes, sound yeah. mixing awards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> but, no. Um, I, I think La La Land will win this one. Um, however, I I do uh, want to challenge Justin a bit on the sound editing awards. Or should we go to that category? Sure. Yeah, All right. So the nominees so. here are Arrival. Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. I actually think Hacksaw Ridge uh, is going to take sound editing. Um, I just have a hunch that they're not going to give both these awards to La La Land um, because I think, uh, as Seth said, you know, there is a, a lot more that goes into uh, sound editing than sound mixing. I would have probably picked, even though I didn't see it, I would have just assumed that Rogue One would have been nominated for sound editing. But the fact that it's not there leads me to believe that uh, Hacksaw Ridge will take this one. 
I think that would be appropriate, and I would support that decision by the Academy. It's going to be La La Land, bitches. Okay. All right, so I guess we can skip the short films unless Thank there is God. protest. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we don't have to skip them. I'll just say for, you know, even though we, we did sort of lead our listeners astray last year, because last year we just gave what the favorites are, uh, what the Vegas betting odds say they were, and none of those came in. Uh, but this year, the the betting odds, if you're doing short film, uh, would go to Enemis Interiors. Uh, and that's a heavy favorite uh, in Vegas. So for what it's worth, uh, that's what we'll say. And then for animated short, uh, the Vegas odds seem to be very, very strongly uh, with Piper, which I'm looking at the Oscar website. looks like it's about a little bird, uh, which is nice. Adorable. Um, so, yeah. So um, what'd you say, Seth? Horrible? I said adorable. Oh, I thought you said horrible. I thought the you said exact <laughs> opposite of, of uh, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Uh, that seems to be the overwhelming favorite there. So, uh, Enemis, Anteriors, and Piper. If you're trying to steal a couple points from your uh, less informed uh, friends at the Oscar pool, those are the Vegas favorites. No guarantee those are going to win, obviously. Last year, none of those Vegas favorites came in in the short categories, but those are uh, what the smart money is apparently on. Okay, so I guess, Seth, it's your turn. Production design. Yes, and production design nominees are Arrival, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, because it's got that exclamation mark, you know, um, La La Land, and Passengers, and I would be surprised if we're not all in agreement that this is the category La La Land will definitely win. Yeah. And I think it deserves it. I haven't seen all of these films, but the ones I haven't seen haven't popped up as being particularly inspired as far as production design. But yeah, I think La La Land is going to win. And I, I would support that. I like the production design on it. Yeah, you know, it's strange because even though La La Land um, is not my favorite movie of the year, not by a long shot, um, it is the film of the year that seems most deserving of a lot of these awards just because from a visual standpoint, um, from a technical standpoint, it is more impressive uh, than, you know, a lot of these other films. And it's not that it outdoes them. It's just that these other films that are nominated, like Moonlight, um, certainly Manchester by the Sea, even a movie like Arrival is not a flashy film. You know, and so La La Land is really the only one that really looks to be a showcase for production design, cinematography, stuff like that. And so even though, it, you know, it, it's not a film that I loved, um, it is a film that you really have to say in a year like this um, is really deserving of a lot of these awards. And I think it's going to win a lot of them. All right. You're right. So I assume, Justin, you're taking that, too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so now we're on original song. All right, so uh, for original song, the nominees are Audition, The Fools Who Dream from Moonlight. I mean, La La Land. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't stop the feeling. Audition from, from Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, audition from Axel Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't stop the feeling from Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, Trolls. Um, City of Stars from La La Land. The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. This is a very interesting category um, because there's some uh, some interesting stuff here. Um, first of all, I personally, I think the best song in La La Land was that first song, Another Day of Sun, which was not nominated. And of the two songs here... I would have to say that Audition, The Fools Who Dream, was the best song. I don't think that City of, City of Stars is just an annoying song that they just repeat over <laughs> and over again. Can't Stop the Feeling is a good song that you hear on the radio all the time, but I don't think our people are really uh, thinking about it in this sense. It's kind of like the happy uh, of, uh, of this year's Oscars. Um, How Far I'll Go from Moana has a lot of momentum just because – if it wins, then Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote it, has an EGOT, which means that he's won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. And so there are people who really want Moana to win because then Lin-Manuel Miranda would have um, the EGOT. He'll uh, also and, get two minutes to make a speech in what's sure to be a very politically charged right. show. It's good. Freedom! 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 <laughs> um, and then uh, The Empty Chair, uh, which I have not heard, is uh, actually uh, from this movie called Jim the James Foley Story, which is directed by the same person who directed a movie called Becoming Warren Buffett, which starred me. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, having said all that... I also think a lot about – I'm going to just rant for a second. Um, I also think about the performance. Last year and last year's Oscars, it was either going to be that horrible James Bond song uh, and that song about rape that was sung by Lady Gaga. And remember they had gotten all these different rape victims on the stage. They had Joe Biden there. It was a terrible song, but it was this huge emotional moment, and it lost – and it lost to that horrible James Bond song. And so really, you, you never know really what's going to win. It, it doesn't mean that uh, the, the, the big performance of the night is actually the one that's going to go home with it. Because personally, I think that like City of Stars is a really boring song. It's not a rousing song. Um, and uh, I, 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 don't, I don't agree that it's nominated. So of those two, and obviously La La Land is going to win one of them, I think of those two, I'm going to go with audition to, to make a long story short. Yeah. Talk about a long story. Um, <laughs> I, Oh, I'm sorry, um, but it was entertaining and it was interesting. And it, no, it was presented fine. It facts. was good. I, it was good. I, uh, certainly <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, the, I, I agree with you, Justin. I actually think audition is a better song. It's a more heartfelt song that it yeah. comes at a moment in the movie yeah. where the song really resonates. But I got to say, I just think City of Stars is going to take it. That seems to be like the theme of the movie, um, even though it's not particularly good. Yeah, he just um, mumbles it like a couple times in the movie. Yeah, too. I mean, I, I don't get why that is uh, getting the attention it's getting. It has two sentences. It's two sentences. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't thing. understand it. But I just, that seems to be the theme of the film. That That seems to be like the song that people remember from it. And I think just maybe as a celebration of the movie, it's going to win. I would say A Dark Horse here is the song from Moana just because of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's going to get that Oscar someday. Um, so he'll, he'll, he'll get that EGOT uh, sooner or later. Um, I think if anything, uh, they're, they're going to be tempted to bring him on stage to, to 
say something uh, since uh, he made that speech at the Tonys that got a lot of attention. I think that was at the Tonys. Yeah, it was at the Tonys. Because that was just after the uh, nightclub shooting. Oh, yes, that's correct. That's right. Yeah, my money's on La La Land, and I haven't heard all the songs here, but I would. I'm. I have a feeling about City of Stars too. All right. So on to original score. Oh, perfect! That's the second year in a row where Seth ended up saying the score nominees. All right. Well, the nominees are Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight and passengers and i actually feel pretty unprepared for this category funny enough being a film composer and last year didn't actually offer up that many scores that inspired me in any way and i'm not that familiar with any of these but i i'm i'm just going to have to go with la la land even though i thought i thought it's just like it's like pretty good <laughs> but um i'm i'll be curious though i know jackie the composer for that um it's supposed to be good that score it's supposed to be really okay good. yeah because it's by a girl who's like kind of like a dj i think edm kind of girl and who really she did this. yeah she did the score for under the skin that now kind of cult cult film with um Scarlett Johansson, and that has like a really haunting score that was really admired, and so I think that's definitely skyrocketed her to do something like this. But um, outside of her career and nomination, I don't find I I don't know any real more interesting um, aspects of the this year's nominations. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think La La Land's going to win it, not because it was a great score. Uh, I honestly don't remember any of that score, but I can't imagine a musical with 14 nominations not taking both of the music categories. I actually like the score to Moonlight. Um, not mm-hmm. that the score was great, but it, Moonlight had this sort of dreamy, very atmospheric quality, and music is always a big part of, of that, and I thought that part of the film was very uh, well executed, and so I, I would, I suppose, like to see Moonlight win, uh, but uh, that's not going to happen, I don't think. I think La La Land's a pretty safe bet here. All right, your turn. Your favorite category. All right, so so you're you're going to take La La Land too, Justin? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes, my favorite category, makeup and hairstyling. Uh, the nominees are A Man Called Ove. Man Called Ove. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek Beyond and Suicide Squad. I'm going to take Star Trek Beyond just because, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what this man from Ove is. I'm looking at a picture. Just looks like a man, unless that's a young man who they made up to be an old man. I guess that'd be impressive. Uh, but uh, I just can't imagine them giving it to Suicide Squad just because of how terribly that film was received. So uh, I'm just going to guess Star Trek. Plus, I think Star Trek already won one of these makeup awards uh, a few years back, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll, I'll, I'll say Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, I guess I would have to go with Star Trek just because that movie was received well. Um... And there is more makeup and hairstyling going on in that movie. A Suicide Squad, Will Smith is bald. Uh, you know, uh, Margot Robbie's hair is blonde. 
and then you have the the croc, killer croc character which is i guess the most makeup in the movie uh so I, I don't understand the reasoning and it's just so strange that that movie just out of nowhere just gets nominated for an oscar for makeup and hairstyle that's actually pretty funny so yeah i would have to go with star trek beyond i don't care pick something star trek beyond all right <laughs> All right, so that brings us to foreign language film. Yes, uh, this is an interesting category this year. Yes. Well, I mean, I haven't seen any of it, but it is interesting. You have Land of Mine. Interesting. Landmine. Instead, it's Land of Mine. Um, a Man Called Ove, The Salesman, Tana, and Tony Eerdman. Um, I, I, I pretty much believe that the favorite is Tony Eerdman. It's supposed to be really great it's a german comedy which is odd because you don't you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. think of comedy coming out of germany but it's nope. <laughs> supposedly uh, fantastic and now jack nicholson is going to come out of retirement to star uh. in the remake of tony yardman the american remake but having said that uh due to uh recent events uh there's a lot of momentum now on the salesman because the filmmaker uh, would have to come from Iran to uh, to accept his award. Uh, originally, he could not uh, due to the temporary uh, Muslim ban. Uh, but then, of course, that was kind of overruled, and so he technically could come uh, to the Oscars uh, unless tomorrow something something's going to happen tomorrow. I think, uh, but technically, he could come to the Oscars, but now he decided that he's not to. So, to choose the salesman to win would be a very political choice um and i think there's there might be some momentum around doing that having said that tony yearman is the odds on favorite so i'm that is that will be my choice hmm, i'm gonna pick the salesman here i i think they're gonna give it to this because it's gonna be a very politically charged show um the salesman has gotten great response even though tony tony erdman has has been more mentioned uh just looking at it here the salesman 98 percent score on rotten tomatoes and 8.3 imdb uh viewer rating and the fact that the filmmaker osgar farhadi i hope i didn't get his name wrong uh you're right he he was going to be unable to enter the country because of the um um immigrant ban and and um i just think in a political show which this is sure to be uh, that's about as profound a political statement that uh the academy could make uh would be to award uh this guy who who um, may or may not depending on what happens this week justin you said something's going to die i haven't heard anything but uh I guess we'll know by the time this podcast <laughs> goes out into the world uh, whether no, or not he can make ro- it. There's um, going to be a role. Trump is signing a executive order on a updated uh, ban tomorrow. All right. Okay. So well. Okay. So um, well. Either way, um, you know, their their chance to make a really profound political statement would be uh, to to award the salesman, and I think they're going to do it. Um, so I'm going to pick the salesman here. It's an underdog pick, but I think I, I got a feel. I got a pretty strong feeling that, that it's uh, going to happen. You know, that also depends on the fact that with that immigrant ban that happened like, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? You also have to look at how long the voting has been open. Uh, a lot of people probably voted for the movie before that happened. Uh, so, you know, you never know. 
You never can tell. All right, film editing. You, what are you taking, Seth? Uh, Tony Erdman, I guess. Um, f- film editing, which is Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land, Moonlight. This is um, this is a little more up in the air. I feel. This is one of the categories that I'm afraid La La Land will just sweep. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like multiple films on here rank very closely. So I'm just going to have to go ahead and say that La La Land's going to take it. Wow, that took a lot of willpower. (laughs) No, I would agree uh, just because – La La Land, like I said earlier, I truly believe that whatever the favorite is for the best picture, they take all the technical awards. Um, And it's uh, very rare that they don't get all the technical awards. Having said that, just because there's a lot of – I like to look at what work it takes into doing the film. And there's a lot of work with the timing of like the dance scenes and the musical numbers and everything like that. So editing those is very – uh, is a very difficult task. And, Ironically, uh, though, a lot of the more complicated sequences were one take. Like yeah, uh, that opening sequence in La La Land is just one take. And then even that scene where Emma Stone's getting ready to go to work or whatever, um, that that is largely in one take as well. Oh, not, really? Not the, the one where she's getting ready to go to a party? I thought that was... Oh, getting ready things. to go to a party, whatever, work party. Um, it was yeah. not all one take, but there were several long takes in that sequence. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. cut, cut, cut. I think La La Land's going to win too. Um, I actually think of these category of the films in the categories. I actually think Moonlight is probably a little bit more deserving, just because of the the camera moves in Moonlight were much less choreographed. It seemed like it was much more sort of free form, almost improvisational in terms of the cinematography. A lot of handheld work, which you know, I think cutting together that stuff to make it rhythmically work um especially given that the sort of dreamlike tone that that movie was going for i think moonlight is a more deserving uh film uh in terms of editing but i think la la land will win it yeah all right very good. all right very quickly uh documentary short subject the odds on favorite in vegas is extremis so uh, put that in there. Okay, documentary feature. This is uh, an interesting category that's here. A, such as a great category this year. So uh, the nominees are Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, and 13th. Now, there's been a lot of momentum behind I Am Not Your Negro just because that's kind of coming out like right about now. Um, OJ Made in America seems to be the odds-on favorite, despite the fact that I think that's some sort of like, isn't that some sort of a TV thing, Justin? Seth saw it. Oh, I didn't see it. You saw it? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's a, uh, I think, five-part Yeah, it's TV like a miniseries, which yeah. is weird that it's nominated, but... Um, They've changed the rules regarding... Yeah, they must have, obviously. Yeah, because obviously that was the case because Fahrenheit Never 11 couldn't be nominated. But um, they've changed the rules since then. I'm going to take 13th here, and that's an underdog pick. OJ is the the favorite here. 
Um, but uh, I, I did see most of 13th. I didn't see all of it. Uh, what I saw of it was very good. I also think um, this is not necessarily a political pick, but I think um, what will get this film votes is the fact that um, Ava DuVarnay, who directed 13th, uh, was snubbed in a lot of people's eyes uh, for Selma a few years ago. Um, that was a big controversy that, that she didn't get a nomination for that movie. And so I think uh, they may reward her um, for this film, uh, especially considering that its main competitor is this sort of TV miniseries, which I'm, I'm not sure um, if that will win the day. It is the favorite, so this is a, a, a example of trying to kind of steal a category with an underdog pick to get some... Get some uh, points over the competition but uh, i'm gonna take a chance here and say 13th yeah this is the this is the this is the the toughest category uh i saw it when as soon as the nominations came out i was like because also you didn't even actually mention life animated life animated also uh is uh has a lot of momentum around it as well it's supposed to be a great film i don't know but, anything about that but, but besides life animated um just in general, the the combination of Thirteenth, OJ, Made in America, and I Am Not Your Negro, really three giants, and you know it really is tough to say. I think you're right. I think for a political standpoint, Thirteenth would be an, uh the go to pick. However, that OJ OJ has just had such a great year between the the FX show and this movie which like I haven't watched it yet I'm going to watch it I think before the night is over uh before the Oscar night um it's just supposed to be so fantastic that uh there is uh you know there's there's OJ fever uh, right now this year and I think that that would continue on um uh I think it's uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna go with OJ. I'm just gonna go with OJ. But I think there is a very strong possibility that 13th is gonna win. Well, time has taught us, even in the most difficult of circumstances, not to bet against OJ. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, I saw OJ Made in America, and I thought it was very good. Very good. I want to see I'm Not Your Negro. Like, I'm actually tempted to say that might win just because of how good it looks and the ratings and reviews it's gotten. But at this point, I'm going to say OJ. Um, okay, is it directing then for me? Mm-hmm. All right, directing the... Nominees are Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. And here is another instance where, and probably justly so, I feel, Damien Chazelle is going to win. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I know, that's, it. that's, uh, that's, uh, I think, uh, there is, uh, there's no doubt that uh, that that is uh, not. I he would, I think he's probably going to be the young. Is he going to be the youngest ever to win? Thirty-one, probably. Uh, he could be. Yeah, uh, would not would not surprise me if if that's the case. Uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, he has this award in the bag. Um, and I mean, I suppose, I guess he deserves it. You know, it's funny. This not only was this a weak year, but for me, um, three of my top five movies of the year are not nominated for anything between Birth of a Nation, The Witch, and The Nice Guys. 
they all got shut out. So it's a very unexciting year uh, in terms of the Oscars for me. I guess because of all the technical wizardry in La La Land, you'd have to give it to Damien Chazelle. Um, although, uh, you know, my heart still says Kenneth Lonergan here from Manchester by the Sea, but he's not going to win. Um, and uh, I, I think you could pretty much take to the bank that La La Land will take this one. All righty. Okay. I guess that means that we have costume design. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the thing, is that, I mean, it, that, now that's where it gets, you know, uh, stupid. Because uh, you're really going to give it to La La Land for costume design? Okay, would you as... like to read the, uh, the, the thing? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My mistake. So the the uh, nominees, talking about. The nominees for costume design are Allied. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Floris Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. If it's nominated, it can win. And because it is the favorite, like I said, a lot of these technical awards are going to go to La La Land. So I think it's going to win. I think it's going to win, too. There's nothing else this year that can beat this movie in any category. I mean, like, because... Your other movies that are nominated, I mean, the only two movies that stand the chance are Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea. And those are both very, very small, independent films that just do not have the spectacle uh, factor that La La Land has. And, you know, I mean, Fantastic Beast, is that going to win? No, I don't think so. You know, um, so, yeah, no, I think I think La La Land's going to win this by default. That yellow you know, dress that uh, Emma Stone had, I guess, will will be the be the factor. As far as costume design goes, like hell, doesn't like Batman versus Superman have more of a right to this award than say half of these nominations? Yeah, I, mean, exactly. I think Apocalypto would have more right to costume design than this. <laughs> but I think it's gonna win by default. Yeah, I I'm looking at the nominees and I feel the same way. So. I'll say La La Land. All right. Well, cinematography. Here we go. The nominees are Arrival, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. And this is the award where I think La La Land really, I think, deserves to win and will win. Although I thought Moonlight was very well shot. And I thought Silence was very well shot. One of my favorite DPs, Rodrigo Prieto, shot Silence. And um, the fact that that's such a quiet film that really doesn't have much else um, going for it except this like very precise sort of visual narrative that it weaves um, throughout almost three hours. Um, I thought that was really impressive. But for that opening sequence alone in La La Land, um, it deserves the cinematography Oscar. Um, that sequence on the freeway, which was done in a single take, um, and there were, was just fantastic. And there were a lot of other really great sequences in it. So, uh, this is a, a, a slam dunk for La La Land. I would agree. Also, I would want to state, I don't know if you want to do it here or later, but, um, at any time during this podcast, are we going to mention if there's anything that we would have liked to have been nominated? Well, sure. If you want to bring that up now, I assume you have one. I would have liked Batman versus Superman to be nominated for best cinematography. Thought that movie was absolutely impeccably shot. It was beautiful. All right. 
<laughs> Is there any movie this year that you would have liked to have been nominated for Best Cinematography? Or any of the movies that we've mentioned so far on our list? I thought The Witch was really well well shot. Um, I don't know if it's worthy of, a, of an Oscar nomination, but... Uh, no, I mean, I think generally La La Land was worthy. I think Moonlight was really well shot, and the use of color and light was, was really great in that, too. Silence was great. Arrival did not seem particularly well shot to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't have any snubs here, really. Yeah, I would like uh, Moonlight to win, but it seems more in the La La Land territory. La La Land is this unstoppable force that is absorbing all of these awards mm. in my mind. Yeah, I feel like it's a boring show. We're just we keep saying La La Land over and over yeah, again. Yeah. It might be a boring night at the Oscars. I mean I'm not that passionate about many of these films. No, I'm more just looking forward to eating some uh gooey cheesy food. <laughs> there you go. All right, so animated feature film. Nominees are Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. And I don't think this one, I don't know what the Vegas odds say, but I feel critically Kubo is is a fa- is the favorite, but Zootopia, there's a lot of affection for Zootopia. If I had to guess, um, I'm going to go with Kubo, actually. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Zootopia here. Um, I didn't see any of them. I just That seems to be like the crowd pleaser. And uh, I think it's kind of close. I'm not totally confident in that um, because there was no like real knockout animated film this year. But uh, I know, Seth, you had Kubo on your top ten, and so I know you are partial to that. Um but I think, as in these, as with the the sound mixing category, you're going to be badly disappointed here when Kubo <laughs> loses to Zootopia. Yeah, I would. Zootopia was the popular movie of this year, uh, so I would have to go with Zootopia. Having said that, you know, don't count this uh, red turtle out. This red turtle could come from behind and, you know, take the whole thing. But at my life as a zucchini, you know, I I forgot about that when I was doing my top ten. I can't believe I left that off. And uh, by the way, I just looked it up, and uh, if Damien Chazelle wins, he will be the youngest ever to win uh, 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 the Director Award. There's someone who's won at 32, Mm. but not at 31. I think La La Land got snubbed in that animated film category. Yeah, a lot of it was animated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it should have. That should have won. Funny Our, enough, uh, Pixar did not make it with Finding Dory. Yeah, that was year. also a shocker. Did anybody yeah, see that? Big snub, you know that that that. Uh, I guess the uh, turtle was more popular than the the fish this year. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I saw Finding Dory. It was it was it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I also did not think that Zootopia was that great. But I, really, I, oh Zootopia, I liked it a lot. I mean, I like that scene that they use for the trailers with the um, sloths. I mean, that was genius. But uh, the rest of the movie, uh, I did not. Uh, I lost interest. Uh, the bunny was cute, though. I'd like to watch it. It looks, uh, you know, it's on. Delightful. It's on. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Netflix. So our next, our next. All right. Category. So now we're getting into the the acting awards here. So and I guess next, whose turn is it, Justin? It's my turn as I was yeah. speaking. Uh, and our next category is a slam dunk all the way. And oh, it's a category where La La Land is not nominated in anything. Uh, it is best supporting actress. The nominees are Viola Davis, Naomi Harris for Moonlight. Uh, Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and it's slam dunk Viola Davis for Fences. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. She'll win. And, you know, it was a strategy uh, on Fences' part to submit Viola Davis for the supporting actress role Mm. rather than the lead actress role because they thought it would be easier for her to win. However, I think uh, she would have been a favorite where she submitted for the lead actress role too. Yeah, um, I mean that's the I thing is that, that I think really they're going to put is, her is against every bit Emma of a Stone. lead role, and I think that she could have beat any of the actresses that are nominated for for lead this year. Yeah, no, she could have totally have uh, beaten Emma Stone. Yeah, I mean, that would be a shock. I mean, that would be a shame, a travesty if you put Viola Davis against Emma Stone. Emma Stone still wins. Yeah, but uh, no, she's great in a movie. And uh, it uh, she definitely deserves that award. Seth, what do you think? I haven't seen Fences, but even I know for sure that she's going to win this one. All right. She's going to win this one. That's an easy one. All right. So actor in a supporting role. The nominees here are Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and my man Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Always glad to see nominated. Big Michael Shannon fan. Unfortunately, I think he's going to come up short. Uh, I think Mahershala Ali is going to win this, although I, I I really don't think he deserves it. And, no. uh, I, I, you know, it, it, he was the most interesting part about Moonlight, and they made the brilliant decision to uh, kill him off off screen. A half hour into the movie, uh, never to be heard from again. Um, he died. Yeah, he, yeah died. he did. Yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. No. For someone who had that as his number two film, you may have uh, been interested to know that. But <laughs> um, anyway, um, I really think I really feel pretty strongly, uh, despite the fact that I guess Mahershala, uh, I guess. Mahershala Ali wins this. I feel pretty strongly that Lucas Hedges from Manchester by the Sea deserves this award uh, because he's got a lot of screen time here. A lot of the film hinges on him, and he is a perfect foil to the lead performance by Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck is great in the movie, but he's kind of this one-note it's kind of a one-note performance. He's very low. He's very dour and somber and grief-stricken, and the the light of the film the life of the film what gives the film its sort of humor and this great sort of light on its feet energy is the sort of spunky defiant uh performance by lucas hedges i think it's everything that a that a supporting performance needs to be um and while it's not a magnificent piece of work it's not like a a it, it doesn't steal the film in the way like Heath Ledger, you know, stole the Dark Knight or something like that. But it's the movie that it's the performance that of these, um, I think, is most deserving. And the asterisks there is that I have not seen Lion, which I hear Dev Patel is very good in. 
Um, but of the four that I've seen, I'd have to say Lucas Hedges deserves it. I just have a feeling that Mahershala Ali will take this, though. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, I think I think your uh, argument for Lucas Hedges is very uh, um, it's very good, but uh, I don't think that's uh, that's going to happen. And Jeff Bridges just doing the same southern yeah. accent. Uh but yeah, I I would say uh yeah, Marciana Ali. Mar I don't, Mar I don't even Ali. know how to say it. Marshall Ali for Moonlight. <laughs> I would have to go with that. Yeah, I, I I will too even though I feel like he didn't have sufficient screen time enough to I don't know, deserve an Oscar, but given his competition, I think he deserves it more than, say, Jeff Bridges. Um, I didn't see Lion, so I feel like that could be a surprise win, given everybody loves it and loves Dev Patel in it. And I liked what you said about Lucas Hedges. I Another, another point I thought, like, he felt so authentic and real in that performance, and I, I could imagine a lot of movies... Can, poorly casting that and having a completely different movie but he he i thought he was um had a real honest kind of performance and like you said he was the heart with the a lot of the lightness but yeah i think it's going to be mahershala ali Is that maybe very good i yep. think you did it right okay so here we are at actress in a leading role with isabel huppert from l Ruth Nega from Loving, Natalie Portman from Jackie, Emma Stone from La La Land, and Meryl Streep from Florence Foster Jenkins because, of course, we need a Meryl Streep in one of these nominations or else it's not going to be the Oscars. But I have only seen one of those five films, Shame on Me. And I I don't know. I don't know what the bet is for at Vegas. I am so ill prepared to say anything for this. What what is uh what is the Vegas saying? I think the favorite here is Emma Stone, uh, by quite a bit. Um so I am going to take Emma Stone. Uh, Natalie Portman seemed to be kind of the early favorite, but I think Emma Stone yeah. sort of overtook her. She won at the WGA. Um, I mean the WGA, sorry, the SAG Awards. <laughs> um, she won the SAG Award for this. Of course, actors make up the largest voting block in the Academy. And uh, she's just a bona fide star now. Um, and she's great in the movie. And so I, I don't have a problem with, with uh, her winning this. However, if I were to, and I, I'm not saying take this for your betting pool with your friends, but I'm saying if you're actually going to bet money on something and call in a bet and try to make a big score, just take a shot, just put 20 bucks on a category and hope it comes in, I would call in 20 bucks for Meryl Streep, Florence Foster, Jenkins because you're getting crazy odds I've seen odds go as high as 81 to 1 which means if you bet one dollar you win 80 bucks so if you bet 20 bucks and she wins you get 1600 bucks and the fact that she made that speech at the Golden Globes and riled everybody up I think for political reasons they may they may just vote for her again um just as a fuck you to everybody uh, who uh, talk shit about that speech and just as a sort of uh, show of uh, p 
political solidarity. I don't, I'm not saying that is likely to happen. I don't think it will happen. The smart money is certainly on Emma Stone. I'm going to take Emma Stone. But if you're looking at, hey, throw 20 bucks out there and see if uh, you can make some magic happen, uh, I would not, uh, I, I would have to say that would be, that would be the lotto ticket buy uh, uh, of, of this Oscar season is just taking a chance on Meryl Streep uh, to try to make, try to make some, some uh, quick cash. But I'm taking Emma Stone just to be, Hundred percent clear. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna life. be it's gonna be Emma Stone. I mean, Natalie Portman has already won. She's already had her time in the sun, and Emma Stone is an actress who has been gaining popularity uh, a lot in Emma recent Stone years. Emma Stone should not be in the sun; she'll burn. I know she probably uh, she's so pale. How pale is she? You're supposed to say that when I say she's so pale. I didn't know that. That's my cue. How pale is she? She gets a sunburn from her Kindle. Ah, very good. That's right. Um, yeah, so it's going to be Emma Stone. And, you know, it's, it's deserved. It's deserved. Uh, but, you know, it's amazing. I, I didn't realize that Amy Adams has not won. Yeah, that's a major Award. snub, too, because she was so yeah. good in Arrival. And she was also really good in Nocturnal Animals. Uh, she had two really great performances this year. I mean, she's always great, but but she had two really, really strong turns this year. And uh, no acknowledgement for any of them. Sad. Sad. Instead, right. they gave it to the overrated Meryl Streep. <laughs> overrated and bad actress. Yeah. Um, all right, so that brings us to our next Overrated category. Hillary Flunky Meryl Streep. Yeah. All right, it's enough. In favor uh, of Amy Adams. Very good. Anyways, that brings us to our next category, Pathetic. actor in a leading role. It's <laughs> very interesting. You have Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, which is very strange, uh, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Um, you know, as much as Manchester by the Sea was my favorite movie of the year, I thought it was the best movie of the year, um, for this category, I would have to go with Denzel Washington for Fences. It was just a, just a amazing performance, and you know I think it's gained some momentum. You know he won the SAG award award uh, award for that, and um, yeah, I think you know there was some uh, you know some talk about some uh, problems that Casey Affleck has had in his past. You know, there's a lot of like campaigning against people uh, this year. Uh, with rape and everything like that. That's why Birth of a Nation obviously uh, uh, didn't get anything. Uh, but um, now I think they were trying to attack Casey Affleck. And uh, I think that Denzel, uh, you know, he's won before, but uh, the Casey Affleck performance was still one note, very quiet, and uh, just kind of a version of every other character he's ever played. Uh, not to say that Denzel Washington's performance was transformative or anything like that. It was just great, real, and grounded, and um, absolutely fantastic. So I would have to say that I'm going to go with Denzel. Denzel for this one. I am too. I think that's a gutsy pick because I think Casey Affleck is still kind of the favorite, but not by a lot. It's very close, and... I think you're right. I think Denzel Washington's going to win this. I just got a feeling uh, because I think he's just a bigger star than Casey Affleck. I think his name just has carries more weight than Casey Affleck, and I think that this is a more complete performance. As good as Casey Affleck was in that, um, 
I think that Denzel's performance in this is more complete. It is helped by the fact that he performed it over 100 times on Broadway before having to uh, record his uh, performance on film. But I think it is the most impressive of these five uh, performances. And I think in a close race, I think I gotta, I gotta say Denzel Washington has the momentum here and I think he will take it. And I just have to say very briefly before Seth, I, not only is Andrew Garfield not great in Hacksaw Ridge, he's not even really good in that movie. So I, I don't know where yeah. that nomination came from, but that strikes me as a very, very strange It's nomination. just very strange in general that they decide to back Hacksaw Ridge and not uh, uh, Silence. Yeah, it's true. Um, he was good in Silence. <laughs> it's not like he wasn't good in a movie this year. Seth, what do you think? Yeah, Denzel was really good in Fences. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you've already admitted that you have not seen it. <laughs> but I'm going to go with you've convinced me that Denzel will probably win. And um, I really want to see Captain Fantastic, actually. I saw that it's available to rent on Amazon, and it would be fun to see some surprises in these categories. And I do like Viggo Mortensen, but... um. Amongst the other ones, you've nailed, you guys have nailed the hit the nails on the heads, and um, so yeah, I think Denzel. All right, here we are, the last category, the last time that I'm going to say this movie again. Um, it's a best lie. Picture. Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight. And the winner will be La La Land. That's a poor snoring sound effect, but be funny if it was. Uh, be funny if it was Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson's Gibson going to be like drunk the in the back, like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. no, La La Land will take it. And not only is this the last time we'll have to talk about La La Land, but it's also, I think, this finally closes the book on 2016, right? We won't have to talk about 2016 anymore. Yeah, good point. You know, like this is the last thing. The Oscars is, is, is like the last time where we have to look back on what was a very traumatic year for a lot of people. And so... Uh, you know, huh. not only will uh, this close the book on La La Land, uh, but uh, it will also close the book on one of the most turbulent years in recent memory. And I'm sure we'll be saying the same thing about 2017. <laughs> well, I, n nothing quite like this. I mean, there was nothing quite like this. And you know, hopefully, the movies are at least better in 2017, or we'll be we'll we'll be like more excited to talk about the Oscars or or our top ten uh, next year than we were this year. I mean, you look at. I mean, this really was a very very weak year. Yeah, it's really shy, and it's also just so typical that um they would just back uh the la la land horse just because the oscars have the just uh, the um you know uh the notion that um sorry the uh, reputation for choosing movies that are about hollywood i mean look at yeah some of the last three years you had this argo and the artists which were all about hollywood uh, if you go further crash 
um you know the uh they just well, crash really wasn't about hollywood but it was an la movie it was about la it was an la movie um and uh yeah it's just it's really d- disappointing that they continue to go uh in that direction I mean, as much as I would say, yes, it is disappointing, and I think Argo is just one of the most bizarrely overrated movies uh, in recent years, um, I, I would have to say that even though this year, yeah, I think La La Land is a bit of an overrated movie, it, you know, you look at these categories, and it deserves to win in a lot of these categories, and in a weak year, it was one of the standout films, I think, and, uh, you know, that's just the way it happens. Um, I think, I, I know, Justin, we had a big debate about this, and I'm not going to uh, reopen this, but I think Birth of a Nation, had it not been for the controversy that surrounded it, would have been uh, up for quite a few of these. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate um, what happened with that film. Uh, but uh, also, um, you know, I think movies like The Witch, movies like uh, the, the the Nice Guys um, were also really good. Even a movie like Snowden, I thought, was was good enough in, in a weak year to score to score a few nominations. Um, not, not that it's a great movie, but uh, yeah, it, it was just a very, very strangely bad year full of a lot of movies that really should have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it's very disappointing, very disappointing. And, you know, the well, presidential election, you know, was, was, was a rough one, too. That was rough, yeah. But mostly, but I mostly, mean, you know, Arrival just had to be better. Yeah, Arrival needed to be better. Yeah. yeah and, you, you guys know, just didn't catch the twist. No, I actually caught it the twist a, like it, 20 minutes before I was supposed to, I think. It it was not an interesting movie at all. It was an interesting <laughs> twist. It was a failure. Stop it. Pathetic. You just, you just don't like cerebral movies. Speak. I. I would have to think about that. <laughs> you would have to. That's t- that's a would, cerebral response. What are some more cerebral movies besides this and Inception? Oh, that I mean, that's what I gotta go for. Um. Well, what did you like? Interstellar. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't 2001, say... 2001, Space Odyssey? Yeah, I love that. All right, we digress, but let's get this fucking show on the road. I mean, All righty. Well, All right, well, I guess that's everything. I guess we will uh, try and hopefully uh, do a recap show just like we did last year. <laughs> if we're not asleep oh. by then, I don't know. If, uh, unless, I mean, obviously ISIS will attack the Oscars and there will be huge upset, so. Trump be, That's really be like, dark, shit. I know, yeah. Trump will be like, uh, well, you know, you should have listened to me. Hate to see it happen, but you know, these things, they have, you know, they happen, you know. I, you know, I don't, you know. I was thinking of a good uh, tweet for that, but I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into Offbeat Inklings podcast and find more of us on Facebook or offbeatinklings.com. We love you so much. So come check us out and give us your thoughts, you know, on the Oscars, on us. And yeah, have a good one. Have a good one.